We're recording. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to Whiskey and Tea. I am your host, C.D. McRae, the voyeur of volunteerism, the seer of sedition, and the, oh my God, I, I messed up my own tagline. I'm going to do it later. I'll do it in the intro. Yeah. Welcome back to Whiskey and Tea. I'm C.D. McRae, and with me today is Jose Galison of No Way Jose and the Tower Power Tower Power Hour yeah. <laughs> gang. Tower Power. I went to say Tower Power yeah. Hour Gang. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, the Tower Power Hour uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And today we are going to talk about some sexy, spicy topics. Um, Jose, how are you? How's it going? Good. Yeah, doing doing well. Uh, just, just a normal day. It was kind of fun seeing all the Twitter hijinks today, but yeah, I mean, what doing fine. I mean, wasn't anything crazy, but wasn't a bad day either. So, well, we'll take it. So about you know Twitter today. Um, so for those of you that don't know, there has been some talk about a specific plank in the Libertarian Party platform concerning prostitution and some people believe that it should just be decriminalized some people think it should be decriminalized and normalized and some people think it should be decriminalized and we shouldn't talk about it at all or encourage it but if we are legitimizing a work a way to make money then you know we can't really be too moral about it because then we can say, well, you know, if we want to legalize heroin, people who are dealing heroin are able to do that. But, but there's obviously a difference between sex and selling drugs. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's a big difference. So Jose, I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. Uh, I saw you kind of going back and forth, but being a girl dad mm. and a liberty minded person, what did you think about it? I mean, I, I don't know. I do think decriminalization and normalization are two different things. Like the argument that the, the normalization people were making was that they're kind of one and the same. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, they're trying to like make the case that like if you look at things like pot, that, like they have become it's become more normalized as time has gone on. And it's true. But that's not the case for everything. And even then, like, I mean, I guess it is natural that when you have decriminalization of everything, there will be normalization to some extent. But at the same time, that doesn't we're not really trying to force that normalization. If that happens naturally, sure, whatever. I mean, I necessarily, I wouldn't really want to normalize sex work, I guess. Like, I mean, the, the dude side of me is like, hell yeah, I love whores. But then on the fucking, the dad side of me is like, no, like, uh, I'm not, not a fan of that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It is, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird topic, but it is like they are separate things. Uh, we were talking a little bit before, and it's like the the example that comes to mind for me that like why they're not one and the same, like decrim and normalization, is like you look at like strip clubs. Uh, there are plenty of people who like strip clubs, but even to this day, it's pretty legal as hell. I mean, yeah, they have weird little like regulations about strip clubs and stuff. In certain places, you can't have like full nude and, and like liquor and you know or whatever they have weird laws like that in different states here and there but for the most part it's pretty much legal you can do what you want in regards to that like it's you can go to a bar and you can go see naked women if you want and but i i've in my daily life i've met plenty of people and it's even common amongst men to be like i know i don't like that 
and, and just to be, and even men that aren't religious, like, no, I don't, I don't really like the idea of like having to deal with, you know, seeing naked women who, you know, just all they want from me is my money. Like there are, pl- and that's, that's fair. I mean, I frequented it once or twice. It's not necessarily my favorite place. I mean, I, it is what it is, but like, I completely get it. So like, they're not one and the same. Like, I guess you could make the case that it kind of normalized it by making it legal. Not that I can ever even recall a time when it wasn't, but it's, it's my point being they're not one of the same. I, I don't really get the argument that that that's the case. I know the uh, Molly or, or Chase to Cash. I don't know. I know she has two different names. Uh, I've actually had her on my show twice. She's actually a really nice, nice lady. She does a lot of charity work. She's an absolute sweetheart. So, I mean, I do think her take on this is really fucking dumb. But, like, she is – I don't want to at all try to disparage her. She's actually a very sweet person. Uh, I mean, this is like really early. My show had her on, but, uh, she does a lot of like volunteer work with like uh, animals and stuff. That's like her, her thing. Uh, she's also had like some positions in the libertarian party, but she's trying to make the case that like you must normalize type deal. I I don't know necessarily know where she's going with it. It, It's, it's a very weird argument and she's trying to make the case that not normalizing it kind of like makes lives harder for, you know, sex workers, which is kind of like, okay. I mean, tough i mean i don't know what to tell you like i'm, I'm sorry like <laughs> no one made you do that but <laughs> and i i don't know i mean to be fair to her too i mean from what i've understand of her i believe i mean i don't think she's with him anymore but for, it was like her longtime boyfriend it was basically she did porn with and that was kind of her sex work which i mean whatever i guess if you're gonna do porn i mean that's i mean not to cast judgment but that's like, if you just want to do it with your, like, significant other, it's not like she's out there railing randoms. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe she is now. I have no idea. But, I mean, whatever. Even then, to, the, to each their own. I, I don't really necessarily like to exemplify that kind of behavior, behavior uh, at least not in the context of, like, a larger society thing. Like, maybe me and the boys might 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 yuck it up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think that is, a, it a in a public sense, something that should really be condoned in that time sense, in my opinion. But... Once again, I mean, I also think she's fully within her, you know, purview to be like, oh, that's I like that. And, and that's we should we should normalize it. But that that's outside the realm of libertarianism, because libertarianism is an extremely thin ideology. And all it is is about not hurting people and not taking their stuff. And or when you're allowed to hurt people and when you're allowed to take their stuff, it has nothing to do with social norms. Like You can be wherever the fuck you want. Like I uh, set off a tweet that I kind of got actually got Carrie Anna Harlow's in trouble a while ago. I remember exactly how I worded it. But I put something along the lines of uh, racism. Uh, racism is fully and uh, is fully compatible with uh, libertarianism, and she, I guess, she like kind of agreed, and she got some shit from that. But it's true. I mean, like, I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan of racism, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily like. Maybe this will get me in trouble. I'm not someone who's like, oh my god, like I, I, like I've had friends who are racist about certain shit, like genuinely racist, not just joking. And, you know, I mean, whatever. I just, that part of them, I'm kind of like, well, that's kind of dumb. Because I think racism is kind of dumb. Like, I, I mean, everyone watches Tower of Power. I make a lot of racist jokes. But I'm not genuinely racist. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, like I'm, my best friend is a black dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, uh, I, it's not a thing. But, yeah, um, I don't know. It is completely compatible with it. And, like I said, I'm not really, like, it's not something. I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people go, oh, you're just a white guy. And so, of course. But. Same time, if someone's like racist, like I mean, yeah, it's like I said, I'm not gonna like that part of them, but it's not like necessarily, depending on how they go about it, something that's gonna completely make me like, you know, not want to be around them at all, depending on the context. But 
I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I mean, I might talk to them occasionally, but it's not really that big of a deal, especially in 2021, because it's like, how many people are really genuinely racist in this modern day and age? Like, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I like into normalizing sex work. Going back to your, your original point, um, I, I you probably know strippers. I mean, I've known girls that dance. Right. Not personally. <laughs> um, well, I, I know several. And like uh, what I'm getting at is, is it's not a profession that they sit around and talk about at their grandmother's house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a job and they do it. Um, they don't plan to do it their entire life. And there absolutely is some stigma with it. So I understand Molly's point of saying that if it's not normalized, then it is still stigmatized. Yeah. But I think that there's. Oh, it's okay for some jobs to be stigmatized. Yeah. It just, it just comes with it. I mean, in a gore stand, right. And you have a gray and a black market. I mean, those people operating outside the, I don't know, you know, regular, regular market, but not black and gray market. The um, market is what it would be, but yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. You know, there would probably be some stigma on people that did that. It doesn't make yeah. it not a way to make a living. It just makes yeah. it not something that you would aspire to want to be. Yeah. So, and then as far as racism, I, I mean, I live in Louisiana, so we invented racism <laughs> and um, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to be, how to think like that. And I've ne and I never have, we've never, I was not raised that way. Um, I, I had a black nanny for the majority of my upbringing. So, um, that was never in my wheelhouse. Like it just wasn't something I thought about until someone told me that I should, you know, and, uh, that's really weird. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, being racist in 2021, ah, and the reality is, is that if you want to be racist, then we can have racist Dan and y'all can just go be yeah. racist in your own little community and you cannot allow I don't know whoever not allow you know that's cool you can um, go have your little ethno state I don't care just right, don't, don't, don't care. group me into uh, it <laughs> y'all all yeah. go over there all yeah. of y'all y'all all yeah. go congregate and sit in your garages and bitch yeah good over there uh, on the top of the stigmas though i, I do want to make again the be stress that like whether you think we should you know and completely embrace you know sex work or not really that's like outside the realm of even libertarianism so like even my take of like that i don't necessarily like it that's not even that's i'm not making the case at all this is a libertarian uh, anything like this is just my personal take so and that's all that it is in the realm that like that's libertarianism provides nothing more than that. Like it legit is at its core, a thin ideology. That's, that's all it is. It's, it really is as simple as like the NAP and that's liber libertarianism. That's it. Everyone tries to make it more complicated than it is. And it's like, and that's, that's all that it is. It really, it, that's really the case. So. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the nap is a great foundation and I will never understand people's argument against it or um i mean i just think it's a good foundation we can get into the nuances of any 
philosophy, right? We can get into the little nooks and crannies of when it applies and when it doesn't apply. And that's fine. But for the most part, as just a solid, you know, uh, start no shit, you know, and just just a uh, a, uh, a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, I agree. I, I think that, yeah. And like you said, it's completely out of the realm of libertarianism. And uh, if it doesn't violate the nap. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so speaking of libertarianism and the Libertarian Party, uh, I was listening to your episode. It was 112. And it was with James Gentleman and Daniel from Biblical Anarchy. It's actually and Jacob, but Jacob. it is... It, yeah. I, I, I do the same thing every time. It, it's confusing because his channel is Daniel 3, but his name is Jacob Winograd. And so I know that. Like... <laughs> We're in like yeah. seven... Di- okay, Jacob, I'm really sorry. He's going to hear this and be like, We're in like four discords together. Um, so, but y'all had a great conversation. If you're listening and you haven't listened to that episode, highly encourage it. There's a lot of good takes in there. Um, so much so that I really kind of wanted to expound on some of the things you said. Because I think I think they're great points, and I think they're great point. They're they're great conversation pieces, right? Um, so the question was posed about libertarianism. There was it was a long question. If you go back and listen, I, it was a long question. But uh, it was, it was a long podcast too. I think it was almost two hours long. Yeah, so. I listened to the whole thing several, like I think three times. Um, so basically, it, it, essentially, we were asking. Is there incentive in politics, okay, to be political, for lack of a better term, to be as political as what we would consider political, you know, and just you're just pandering and you say what you need to say, not necessarily what you mean, you know, you end up like the GOP and Mm -hmm. the DNC. So um, we were asking is there incentives for libertarians to be political? Um, Cause we are anti-political, like you said. So what is there to be there for? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that was the question uh, you started with. Um, the LP is a middling thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about what a middling thing you think it is? I mean, middling is just a fancy term for just like kind of like kind of like a almost milk toast, kind of neither committing to one or the other because it is the the main thing is like you know the the big move now is we're going to come in and and you know in like the LPMC message is like we understand like we're not here for all these you know political gains we're here to for messaging and that's what we care about and that's that's the the main focus but then like my I feel like to some extent the like you lose some of the message in the very act of being a political party. Uh, at least if you're, you're a, like a political party that at its core is kind of sort of anti-political. So like you're getting at, like it's, it's, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, the truest expression of libertarianism is anarchy, uh, like in a, like an ANCAP essentially. So 
and that's kind of like so but you're like oh but we need to have this political party that operates within the political system in order to do this so it, i mean i get and i'm not at all saying that it isn't consistent with principles because a lot of people will be like well okay well you know like well i stand spooner and it's completely like and i get it like yes i i am not one of the people who makes a moral case against political involvement i i don't i actually think that's kind of dumb uh when people try to make it like be like oh it's immoral to vote or this or that I mean, I, I think it depends on what you're voting for. Uh, but, like, yeah, I'm not making the moral case, so I, I get that. But what I'm saying is I do think it does get – it kind of muddies the waters of the message a little bit. Uh, but on the other hand, so, like, you basically have the one end of the messaging, and then you kind of muddy it there. But the other end is, like, political game. So, you're like, you're in a political party. You're playing a political game. And part of political games is, like, vying for power and stuff. Uh, like that kind of stuff with GOP, DNC, the kind of stuff they do. And, but at the same time, like you're, we're kind of also not doing that. So we're in this, that's what I'm saying. We're like, we're middling. We're kind of this like in between place where it's, we're neither committing to one or the other. Like, I actually think, I know a lot of people shit on like agorists and stuff, or like, like, I actually think if you were truly committed to messaging and you wanted a pure messaging, you would just, that would be what you do. You'd, you'd essentially try to, I don't know, you'd try to build yourself up in your community. You'd try to act. Because I think the best way to have a good message is to live out the message. Like that's the best way to go about it. People see that they they react accordingly. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe you can make the case that you don't get as much of a platform. I mean, I'm sure that's the case. I mean, as technology improves, that becomes less of a case. Because uh, I mean, shit. I, you look at Dave Smith. Uh, if he, I know he's going for the the LP presidential, you know, candidacy or whatever. But even then, he's kind of to some extent bigger than the LP himself. So the only thing, I mean, he is getting a slight boost with this possible presidential run, but even if he wasn't doing that, he's still kind of bigger than the LP. So there goes that. I mean, yeah, you're, you're all, I guess you're kind of stacking that boost on there, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming at where they're like a middling thing where they're neither really one or the other. So it's kind of like you almost have these two paths. Uh, I mean, if anyone's like into RPGs, it'd be kind of like if you had like two conflicting, because usually you like build up a class, like, oh, I'm going to make a mage and make a warrior. So you like two conflicting classes and you're kind of like building up skill points to, in, in both sides, but you you could commit to one or the other and you'd probably be better off if you did that. So, and that's kind of why, like, that's why I'm not a big fan of the LP. It, it, like that route, that's one of many reasons, because I, I feel like you'd almost be better off to committing to one or the other. Because, like, it, it, and this is kind of why I've said before, I do prefer, like, the Paleo, Hoppian, like, those type of routes, because at least they're kind of committing to the power route. Like, they're committing to one of the routes, whereas the LP is kind of this, like, in-between thing. And that's kind of how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm just some dude talking on my ass. So that's basically what I do. Uh, but, I mean, time will tell. But that's kind of how I see things. Uh, yeah. Well, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, I've been doing I've been doing this a long time, uh, so I I know. <laughs> um, but if the Mises Caucus were to be successful next year, and in, by and again we can define success. You know, it's arbitrary. Yeah, I, I know what you mean by success, though. But yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah we can to fiddle around the definition of success, and that would be kind of what I'd do. But I get what you mean by success. Yeah, and I actually well, think they probably likely will be. So I think, um, and, and I too am very much into localism. Um, I think the 
I think that localism is where the cracks in the foundation of the cathedral happen. It's um, states nullifying, um, and that starts on the county level, you know. Um, so that's as far as the now. If 2022 comes around and 2020 happens again, Pennsylvania happens again, um, you know, we can't move forward that way, then no, I think the fervor of the Mises Caucus needs to be redirected and it needs to go directly into localism. All that activism, all the, everything just needs to go into your local community. And I think that that would be a, I mean, so for me, it's a win-win and I am super white-pilled. I'm like the most annoyingly optimistic person. So I see a win where, okay, if we're not successful, then if Dave Smith decided, okay, we need to redirect and he would redirect people into their local communities, we would win. You know, maybe not everybody, not saying everybody, but if that, that to me would be success. If we could get the majority of counties in Florida with some liberty-minded people in charge. Now, I don't like people being in charge. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm not for that. But while they are, yeah. and this is the realm of reality that we live in, then yeah, having more and more liberty people on the local level saying no. So yeah, um, I, I, I agree. And it is a middling thing and they need to, that's why I think the Mises Caucus will be successful because we aren't trying to middle. Now, mm -hmm. we can make the argument and you do um, I don't know if it was you or if it was Jacob, but um, one of you made the argument that even in Texas, you know, you're seeing the Mises Caucus of Texas start to capitulate to the Libertarian Party of Texas, and we mm -hmm. all know how phenomenal that organization is. So that was Jacob, that was Jacob, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, so I mean, that could be dangerous, but I think the majority of us are not are not trying to take that route anymore. Because yeah. like you said, when we were talking before, you know, for 50 years, that hasn't worked. And mm -hmm. even in your show and the, in the conversation you guys had, you say that, you know, it, it hasn't worked and it, we can't be, um, we can't capitulate and we can't be nice. We can't play nice. Um, and I think that's what scares the LP to death mm -hmm. is that we don't play nice and we don't care. And you can, illegally kick us out you can you can whatever but um we're not going anywhere and i think that that is really telling right like people got booted from their positions and none of them none of them left none of them left you know none of them stopped it's just been you know the three the three that got booted you know have done nothing but double down so, so that's where I see hope in this thing yeah. that I've worked so hard on for so many years. Um, yeah. I do want to be clear. I, I would classify myself as white pilled as well. I just, cause a lot of people will take people like me or like say Pete Quinones or like, uh, I don't know, any, any of the people who like aren't necessarily like on the board for the LPMC train and they'll go, oh, you guys are black pilled. I'm not like, I, I just. I just don't necessarily see it the same way you, you guys do necessarily. I, I think 
I think what y'all are doing is likely, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, I mean, to not be ideal. And that doesn't mean there's no merit to it whatsoever. It's just there may be a better way. But even then, I think, I, I do think there is a, there is a, uh, there's good stuff on the horizon, like like LPMC, whether that's benefit, like works out or regardless, like because I just kind of it's to some extent not to sound cheesy, but the acting of the free market, whether it's you know even if it has nothing to do with LPMC whatsoever outside this political realm, I mean we're seeing shit like now, like people, you know the way I, I know uh, Clint uh, from Liberty Lockdown was just on a uh, uh, Dave's show and he was talking about. And he kind of brought up how, like, you know, he was worried that maybe they would try to do some sort of, like, a national lockdown again for this Omicron bullshit or whatever. And in my head, I was kind of like, pardon me, a little bit was like, kind of hope they do. Like, because if they did, the I guarantee you places like Texas, Florida, New Hampshire would be like, fuck you. And their, 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 their state governments would probably come out hard as fuck against it. And all they would do is essentially increase what's already happening, which is, like, essentially people moving to those areas. And also like, I feel like we're starting to see a, a strong movement of people to like urban and not urban, but uh, to uh, w- w- rural areas. And, yeah. you know, so I, I, I think people to some extent are acting their incentives. So people who are, you know, people who are, buy into the state narrative, they're acting their incentives. But when we have people who are even a little bit like us are acting their incentives and it is kind of creating this bifurcation, this uh, separation of the two. And I, I want an increase of the separation of the two. And I think that's happening whether we do, you know, LPMC or Hoppy in this or whatever the fuck, whatever, we, any of that shit aside, like, I think it's already just kind of happening on its own anyways. So, I mean, it's just more a matter of like on the margins, like, does this make a difference here? Does it make a difference there? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. But at the end of the day, I, I am hopeful and I think things are working out one way or the other. People are acting their incentives and people who are liberty minding are acting their incentives and people who like their chains are acting their incentives. And I'm fine with that. The The further the divide we create between us and the the, the people who like authority, the, the better, it is, the more voluntary it becomes. Because if you're a fucking, if you're someone who likes authoritarianism, I'm, far be it for me to keep you away from it. Like, go have it. Uh, so, and the, the more of a divide, the the more clear the contrast becomes between the two, the more it becomes voluntary. Because in this, like, you know, to use the word again, middling, in this middling area we're at now, where it is kind of this wishy-washy authoritarianism, it's kind of like, eh, well, you know, you can you can kind of like justify it. But we get to, if we ever get to a point to where we have, say, you know, cities are basically like North Korea, and then out in the country are kind of like uh I don't know what will be a good thing to call them. I don't know, kind of like the country, I guess. <laughs> like, right. then it, it would kind of like if you're in the city, like, I okay, you had the option to not live there. I'm the fuck to tell you. <laughs> like, so that's on you, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I I, uh, I have a hot take that whenever the vaccine started to roll out, that um, and it was all compliance, and and compliance is loose. You know what I mean? People that don't necessarily aren't being forced buy anything just going and getting it because the TV told them to. Um, I said, you know, and then they approved it for children mm-hmm. who, oh my God, it's so scary. Um, it's so scary. Um, but, you isn't know, that, isn't that thing little, the, not to cut you off, but isn't that the yeah. thing that I haven't been following, but I think the Omicron one, the big thing they were talking about how it affects children more, which is like convenient. 
I believe. I may be wrong. I just I, I've heard little murmurs of that, and I also find it ironic. I'm pretty sure I haven't been following it closely. So if anyone's listening and I'm wrong, it's because I generally f- fucking phase out this current event shit because I kind of don't fucking care. But I have heard that it like supposedly came from Africa, which ironically also is the place that's had like pretty much the most one of the most success because they don't give a fuck and they've had like the least amount of cases. Everyone's been fine. But oh oh no, here's this killer fucking variant coming from these people who are doing just fine, and it's conveniently, supposedly, you know, supposed to affect the children more who were trying to really get fucking vaccinated. Which I mean, hopefully we'll see more of a spirit of like fuck you, because I I'm not gonna lie, I I've, I've said it before. This is one thing I've gone trouble for, but like if it really comes down to it, like for me as a as a father. Like if I, if that's what I got to do to fucking, you know, keep food on the, on the, on the, on the table for my family. Sure. I'll fucking, whatever. I'll sacrifice my health. But now if it comes down to my kids, fuck you. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Fuck you so fucking hard. <laughs> and it should be, and all parents should look at it that way. I mean, there's, there's no reason, there's no reason for it. There's yeah. no reason. And, yeah. um, but people are still doing it. People are still making appointments for their children. It, it's sick. To me, it's sick. I find it yeah. sick. Um, and so whenever they started to roll out, I, I said, well, 10 kids will need to die before people wake up and realize that this is this this is not okay. And the government getting involved in the raising of your children and your children's health and your health and um, making this normal, normalizing your uh, your medical history being public, um, you know, uh, it will take people literally losing kids, like because losing your grandparents didn't work, right? We all had to wear masks. I mean, it was all, and then the masks didn't work, and then they worked, and they now we, I don't know. I guess we have to wear two or something. I gave up a long time ago. I in Louisiana we don't we don't mask. I think New Orleans does, but. We don't claim them. Um, yeah. And so I, I uh, but yeah, the further the divide, right? So the people who were say, oh, well, those children died, you know, whatever. Well, okay, well, y'all go over there. You know, the ones that are okay with children dying from an unnecessary vaccination, y'all go over there. And these parents get no, um, they get nothing, right? They lose their child and there's no recourse. There's no, you know, uh, did you or one of your loved ones take the third booster shot? Dial one eight hundred. Are bad. You know, like um, you contract mesothelioma. <laughs> right. Like, like I was like, you're gonna hear that, and but no one. There's no recourse. There is no. There's nothing you can do if it hurts you or your children. And there's no. And not to say that money can replace your child's health. But to me, that says that uh, it says a lot. It's very telling. That in and of itself, screw the science. When the company says they're not going to be liable if some something bad happens to you, that is um, that tells me that you don't know what can happen. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, I think uh, the further the divide, the further the wedge, the bigger the wedge, the better. And whatever that takes, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. like I said, I don't want 10 children to die, but if that's what it takes to save 
the rest of the children from having to get this thing? I mean, it, it depends on the kids, really. You know. Right, right. <laughs> I, mean, I know some kids. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally know some kids that you know. Yeah. We could we could encourage the vaccine for them. Uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. Um, but but yeah, uh, and I, I mean I'm a secessionist. I'm a big. I've I've been a secessionist a long long time. Uh, and uh, I think that's what I really want to see. And even if it's yeah. like on the parish level. The county level, you know, like, like I, I I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not it. just not just throw it off, but uh, I know there've been a lot of people I know, like in my work and stuff, and then online I've been seeing a lot too talk like, oh, who's gonna run for twenty twenty four? And a lot of people are like, ooh, is like a Desantis Gabbard gonna do it? Or is it? And a lot of people are thinking like Buttigieg and friggin' Kamala, and like part of you know what I I I mean maybe maybe I'm a little bit off, but. I kind of don't want a DeSantis Gabbard. I want, I actually kind of partially want like a, a fucking Kamala Buttigieg because it's, I think that would, you know, completely comp- like keep moving it down the path we're seeing where you were already seeing more states having secession talks. We're seeing more nullification. We're seeing more soft nullification, you know, more like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, yeah, it'll probably suck for some, but it's like, okay, okay well, you know, I mean, like, I, I know it's not feasible for everybody, but, uh, you know, those that can move to New Hampshire, probably ideally, uh, if you can't move to New Hampshire, move to Texas or Florida. If you can't do that, you know, try to move to a red state. If you can't do that, move, move to a more rural location. If you can't do that, even then there's probably, you know, certain things you can do within your own area, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, I, that's in like a Buttigieg, a Kamala type thing. I could see that accelerating that. Whereas I think a uh, DeSantis um, Gabbard, we'd see more of what we saw with Trump. And if anything, I think that might lull people back in the system a little bit. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's all right. We'll be okay. Look, here we, it looks like we have here. You know, these guys are great. You know, and it's, I think they'd be even worse than Trump, to be honest. So they would be. And yes. they, would spend more, they would spend more money. Yes. They would spend more money. Because they're far um, more of the system than Trump is. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, they're, they're um, basically wolves in sheep's clothing. So. They, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know Tulsi isn't a Republican, but DeSantis is a rhino. I hate mm-hmm. to tell everyone in Florida. Sorry. I mean, um, yeah, I love him as a governor. He's great I as mean, a governor. Yeah. He's a great governor. Yeah. But if he were to make it any further, he would, he would, he would be in the, he would be in their pockets. You know, it would, it would, yeah. It would not take long. It would not take long. We didn't. We'd probably end up in another war. Honestly, yeah. we'd end up, um, you know, some goddamn where uh, where terrorism is on the rise. You know, gotta go fight it. Um, yeah. And, we'd I, be and I give it, we'd be giving robocops to fucking Israel. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I do. I I I think that if um, if we were gonna be successful then 2024 is the time. And I think a Kamala, whoever, whoever the fuck, whoever and her would be amazing because I think at that point there would be legislation passed that anyone of a, not even a free thinker, not even that, like a regular person that's just fed up, you know, it's they're on their seventh booster because it's what they were told and they're, going to lose their job you know people will just have enough and i'm with you um it'll just keep on perpetuating 
Violence will have mostly peaceful protests continuing. We'll have, um, you know, it, it will not, that won't, that will just intensify. And if it mm -hmm. intensifies, it creates a bigger wedge. Bigger wedges turn to secession. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, and I too am for, you know, moving. Um, Louisiana currently is under a Democrat tyrant who talk about a majority ruling a majority um, was reelected slimly. I mean, I mean, it was bad. So yeah, so you have half the state that hates him and half the state that loves him. And as soon as he's gone, we will have another red governor. I promise you that. And mm. when that happens, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more um, advertisement to come here too. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm saying, I mean, it's my, it's my little shithole and it's mine and I love it. And I'm, you know, born, raised and stayed here, but um, we've just been under a freaking Democrat for almost eight years now. So as soon as he goes away, I really do think you're going to, cause I mean, we don't mask. I mean, it's just like Florida. We don't mask. We don't people, aren't, you know, aren't getting vaccinated unless they work for a corporate something, you know, um, none of that. They're having right now, actually, they're having a, a shot for a hundred or whatever, where they're giving people a hundred dollars to go get it. <laughs> I'm like, we are so broke and I won't get it, but we are, we are so broke. The state and, and the country, right? Where is this? money just appearing from you know and then you know i don't want to be like oh taxation is death but like it really fucking pisses me off yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so you're gonna take my money and give it to these people for uh, i'm not shocked anymore by anything that they do but i do get astounded yeah at the level of depravity but Louisiana is a good example, though, of kind of what's getting at. Because even Louisiana, like, there are some rural, rural areas. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you can have the most Democrat, like, crazy governor you want. There's some areas that, like, they're not going to give a fuck. They're be like, who's the governor? Like, right. and, 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 and the sheriff I'm, runs it. The sheriff runs the whole yeah. thing. So, if, yeah. and most sheriffs around here, they're, you know, they, they don't, most sheriffs around here don't want to govern you. Yeah. You know, like they're not in the business of, um, no, they're not perfect. And I'm not talking about like city police or whatever, but most sheriff's departments are run by sheriffs who, who have no intention of govern of governing your life at all. They just want you to not, I mean, they, they pretty much, you know, go by the nap and the rural areas you're talking about is where I'm from. And I can tell you the sheriff that's been there for, I think he's 16 years now or something. He's been reelected. Um, he walks around in plain clothes. His deputies walk around in plain clothes. They have a they have a Glock and they their belt, you know, but like they don't walk around in armored any, you know, because the sheriff there doesn't doesn't want people to be afraid of the police. And they don't get involved unless you do something bad. You know, they don't want because they don't want to. It's not their he he'll tell you that's not our goal. Our goal is just to make sure y'all are safe. Yeah. And so I, so yeah, I always tell people that like, look, I know it's not glamorous, but it is safe. Yeah.
And uh, if you were ever going to, you know, it's not New Hampshire, it's not Miami, it's not Austin, but it's very safe. Yeah. Very. I mean, one thought too I've had before, because I live out in the rural in a rural part of Florida, but I've gone and like driven around in like even more rural parts. And I know one thought I had once when I was out like in a very rural part, I was like just looking around and I was like, there's nothing around, no one around. It was just like, I think it was like an orange tree. It's just, just for miles and miles and miles. And I was like, in some to some extent, this is anarchy. Like, there's no one here fucking with me. Like, and but then on the other hand, uh, this is one thing I touched on with like a we touched on in uh, my Dune, my Dune episode. We just did recover that. We were kind of covering how like you look at the Freeman, the Fremen or whatever, who were like these people who live in the desert and have to like and deal deal with the hardships. They're essentially an anarchist community, and but with that comes hardship. And it is kind of like there is a trade-off, I think, in some extent with liberty, and you got to build work a little bit more. And that's kind of the point where you like I'm getting at where you go in like the country and like you just see there's nothing around, and it's like it's just land, and it's like no one's fucking with you. There's there like there like people can't enforce government on you if there aren't people. So the f- less people there are, to some extent, the more anarchy there is. So there's less people to infringe on each other. And and that also has that hand-in-hand effect of like, okay, well, you're going to have to buckle down a little bit more. And there's going to be more work to be done. And this is one thing I've been talking about a lot. And uh, I, I do think like in, you know, in Magical and Kapistan, it's not necessarily going to be the cyberpunk, you know, sick-ass world we think it is. I mean, it will be oh, to some no. extent. But there's going to be a lot of like, you gotta you gotta get your hands dirty because this is one thing too I've learned from like being like you know agorism and stuff and like where you know like one of the big things a lot of people make fun of them, like oh you think you're just gonna grow plants and fucking you know end the government but it's like I mean really it's more just about being self sufficient right. so it's like right. and it doesn't even mean you necessarily have to be one of the growing the vegetables but maybe you should be you should know someone who grows vegetables or you know it's just more community like that because and like if we had more of a society like that say the American dream wasn't what it is and the american dream was having five acres and a small farm if that was the american dream like the uh, some of the shit we saw in the lockdowns with some of the supply like chains issues and stuff like that it would have been nothing because like i know like say with like bacon where that was an issue with supply chains it was like well okay well i'll just go hit up bob he's got uh, some pigs you know like it wouldn't be a thing and that is it's i don't know like some of the shit we do like we we think of it as like oh this is more efficient but it's like how is it more efficient to be getting like i don't even know what the i don't take this as gospel fact but i know like when it comes to like say like pork like the vast majority of our pork comes from like three or four fucking major producers some of these like super farms so it's like how is that more efficient to have these super farms wouldn't it be more efficient to be you know, five miles down the road, there's someone who has pigs, and there's and then you know three miles on the road, someone has cows. And it doesn't mean you necessarily have to be the one to do it, but it's just a it's a different society. It's more decentralized. And I, I don't know. I, I think there's something to that. I, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but no. I, so I, I come from that. Like I come yeah. from co-ops and like country. Um, you know, my grandmother would bring cotton. Um, mm-hmm. uh, her uh, double first cousin and best friend in life. Um, Husband? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> not quite. Um, they, uh, she would make I have jam. a double cousin too, by the way. Yeah, it, I have four deep. double cousins. <laughs> this, 
I, I, I didn't know that existed until my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but she would, but like, you know, they would, they would can things, they would make jams, they would, um, and yeah, fresh bacon because so-and-so down the road had pigs and um, corn and everything, you know, whatever. Um, and my family on that side is, I mean, they grew up farming. That's what they did. So I get it. You know, I, it's, it's, it's sacrifice, but at the same time, I always tell people like having freedom is sacrifice. If it would, if, if it, it, when it's all centralized, it's all convenient. But when you decentralize it, yeah, you don't have a Walmart, you know, you, you, you have the butcher shop and the bakery and, you know, and that's and you go to all these different stores or houses, like you said. Like if you if y'all all live on you know a hundred acres and you just kind of voluntarily you know this is I'll trade you that barter basically. That's what I always imagine. We just barter, um, but at the same time, Jose, that's like really hard to get people jonesed for that, you know. So yeah. I've often wondered, like. Do we have the internet? Do we have iPads? Like, how do you, like, you have kids, right? And I don't, I don't want to catch you up, but like, you have kids and like, what if you decided, you and your wife decided, this is what we're going to do. We're going to buy these five acres in the middle of nowhere, Florida, and we're going to grow oranges and whatever, raise pigs, whatever. And then the kids were like, well, what about, what about the iPad? Do I still get to keep my iPad? Because digging wells is fun and all that, but, uh. I like this iPad and this internet and this AC, mm-hmm. you know? So how do you, how do you talk to people who immediately want to put the idea down because it's hard work? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think these are, these are exclusive things. There's things that are opposite. I think it's, I mean, these would still be things. I mean, there still would be, I, I don't know. I actually think we'd probably end up having, to some extent, better products than like iPads and stuff. Because I mean, you look at like uh, tablets and sh- like there's what a handful of companies who make them, but a lot of them is because there's IP and this and that. And like I, I think in a true like society like that, we would see a bigger divide. But even then, and like kind of what we're talking about, like if we're kind of creating this like bifurcation, this divide, we would still have these things. We would still be able to touch into like you know what these fucking you know technocrats are having we'd still be able to buy their products it just we wouldn't enjoy some of the other luxuries i guess or or, or quote unquote luxuries you know you know you, you'll own nothing and be happy type bullshit like i i don't I, I, I guess those I, I guess i don't see that as an issue we'd still have that i do I, but i am the kind of point i'm getting is it does take a little bit more hard work but it's another thing i touched on that dune episode was I, I, I kind of like realize like maybe to some extent anarchy is a little bit fighting against human nature, which is kind of contrary to what a lot of people say. Cause I, I think it was Ron Swanson in the parks and rec that said at one point, he's like, uh, if you, God, I forget how the line is. It's like, if you, if you give a man uh, the opportunity to do nothing uh, or I don't remember how he says, but like if a man has the option to do nothing, that's what he'll do or something like that. And that's true. So, like, men or human beings in general kind of choose convenience. But I guess it is kind of the thing that we need to not choose convenience, choose what is – I don't know. And I guess in a sense, I actually think it's more rewarding uh, to have, like, liberty and stuff. So, and, and it, 
and I guess this is kind of like a time preference thing. So it is a matter of like what is quick and easy or what is more rewarding in the long run. And so, I mean, and I guess that's the kind of thing. We're creating this divide against people who like what's quick and easy and like what's rewarding in the long run. And I'm fine with that, you know? Okay. You know, if, if you want quick and easy, go have quick and easy. And I think we're going to have people who are going to start, you know, pushing for what's, you know, good in the long run. And that's what I want. So, I mean, if that's fighting against human nature, I'm fine with that. I just want to find my other group of people who are fighting against human nature. So, yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, yeah. And it's a, uh, I, I liken it kind of to, you're familiar with the Hunger Games. I know it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of, I never read the books. I watched the movies, but yeah. But okay, okay. But you had complete control with convenience, and then you had what was depicted as like a harder, less convenient life in the in the outer states and the whatever they were called, the outer territories, right? Mm. Um, and in the capital, but it was completely controlled. So all of your conveniences were provided by basically a single source. As they are now, whenever mm-hmm. you know, when five people own all of America, you know, and all of, then, you know, do, do you what are you trading? And like you said, I would, but having the experience that we have now and the history that we have behind us to be able to look at it and say, maybe the agrarians weren't so bad, and maybe they did kind of have it figured out. Um, whenever you're going back to, to that and you have that to go off of, it's easy to choose what's good in the long run because you know what happens if you don't. Um, and I think that's the beauty of today and our generation and the, the, Ron, the Ron Paul kids, the, you know, the young Liberty people that can say, you know, well, I was a child left behind. You know, I, I you know, I, I remember flying before TSA which is insane, you know, to go. And so I'm just saying, like, we know better. But like, and like you said, the people who still want to choose that convenience, who don't want to take that route, will go on, mm-hmm. you know, I don't don't hang out. Uh, yeah. we'll just leave me the fuck alone in my children and their education and my health. And, and, and I think that there would be an amazing, you would see a really cool market appear um you would see you know rural hospitals and that you know completely change the game on healthcare. it's not an insurance thing it's a real this is what it costs not an inflated price um and you would see a lot less medicine pres- prescribing and a lot more eat better and walk more mm-hmm instead of just feeding your kids pills. I mean, I, I know um, so many kids, you know, who were just fed pills as a kid because they were impulsive. Well, maybe the kid yeah. is just smart. I don't know, you know, but just feeding them pills is not an answer. And then you end up with an entire generation of overly medicated, overly stimulated people who, you know, who are insane. Yeah. Yeah, I was given Ritalin as a kid, and then uh, as I got older, I learned how to adjust to that thought pattern that I had that was prescribed as being a negative thought pattern, and now, if anything, I feel like, I, I don't know, I mean, I 
I get how at a young age, a young energetic man uh, or boy was an issue, but like now it's kind of like, well, I just had a different thought process than a lot of kids. And if anything, I actually think it's better than a lot of you guys' fucking thought processes. Cause I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm a genius, but I think among the general population, they're pretty fucking stupid and it's not that hard to tower above them. So no, <laughs> like, no, yeah. it's not. It's the bar solo yeah. uh, for sure. I, I, um, I think the same way, you know, I know. So, and, and it's all, you know, um, as a kid, I was deemed impulsive because I, if a question was asked in class and I knew the answer did not understand why the teacher would not call on me when I raised my hand and why she kept calling on all these kids who don't know the answer. Like, let's move on. Clearly I know the answer. Why are you not think, you know, and I would just say the answer. I get tired of everyone saying the wrong answer, but then that was, impulsive so we could have that and yeah why don't why don't parents just figure out that their kids are just like people too you know i'm sure i'm sure you understand you have children like like you know that they're gonna be who they're gonna be and you don't need to make them adapt to you oh yeah you know my my youngest is a little me she's a fucking asshole but she's she's, (laughs) she's a genius and she's funny and she's super athletic but she is a handful. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you adjust because mm. you're a good parent. That's what you're supposed to do. And not say, oh, well, you know, you're an asshole. So you need to be on, you know, something yeah. to make you not. No. Yeah. The kid needs to run. Go run. You know? Yeah. Um, I was a talker. And I was really into history. And I would follow people around and tell them all the stories. <laughs> That was so annoying. I know it's so annoying, but uh, you know, I did. I'm lucky that I had family that was that supported it, and they were like, "Okay, you know," because they knew I, I had to get it out. I had to tell somebody. So, yeah, uh, I think that you would see an awesome little society emerge if we all decided to. You know, there was a group of us that decided to do that, and that's all it really takes is a group of us to get together and say that we're we're. We're just not going to do this anymore. I mean, a lot of people like to bring up the Amish and stuff, but I mean, but it's true. Yeah. You just decide we're not, we're not doing this and they'll, yeah, it may be scary. I mean, look at Ruby Ridge. It could for sure be scary. Yeah. And it could sure. And it, it, I mean, you can be in danger, but you could also eventually they just get worn out. Yeah, but the problem with Ruby Ridge and Waco is that people always bring up, especially I mean, me being an agorist, people always bring up Ruby Ridge and Waco. I'm like, we're just going to Ruby Ridge and Waco. It's like, okay, but no one's fucking saying you should go be out and be a fucking single unit yourself <laughs> and not have any community whatsoever and just be like, fuck you, federal government. But like, that that's the issue. Like, I, I do, I, 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 uh, I, I think we don't need that much. It's kind of the idea of like everyone knows of the three percenters and the whole idea of that it only took three percent for the American Revolution. I'm not saying we have a violent revolution, but I'm saying if you took that same energy and you applied it to just hey, I just I want to act free, and I'm just going to behave as a free man, and you know, hey, you want to act free too? Okay, we'll trade together. Like if you took that same energy, it doesn't take. This idea, it's this idea that we need to save the entire nation. No, save yourselves and save those who think alike of you. That's it. Like, fuck the rest. I mean, not even necessarily fuck the rest. Like, you you behave 
that the manner I just described and the ones who like that will come to you and the ones that don't won't. And that's that. And you know, whatever. Uh, but you don't need that many. I think I, I said something a while back that was like, we need an underground railroad of Liberty is essentially, but like, and that's what we need. And like, you know, just say, and that's what I'm kind of getting at. Well, I know like the, like the free staters in my head kind of have it right. Kind of. Like, I, I don't think we need to concentrate to one focal location, but I do think we need to sort of concentrate. It needs to be more decentralized concentration where it's like you have people, like essentially you have the main hubs like New Hampshire and then Florida and Texas. And then furthermore, kind of like I got it earlier, you have the people move to rural areas. And even then within the urban areas, they're kind of maybe kind of create their own little like niche of people who are like a little mini community within there that were like, so you kind of essentially make this un like informal decentralized network of liberty-minded people without any sort of anything. I mean, if we have formalized ones, sure. Like uh, for people looking for it, John Bush has the Freedom Cells. I don't know the site, but go look at that's one of them. That's a great one for that if that's what you're looking for. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that's I think what we need. Um, Me too. Like there's you know what. Me too. I yeah. know, like I, I agree. And you, um, if you get enough people together and by enough, I mean three or four families, you know, eventually if you're not doing anything wrong and you're not breaking any laws, I mean, they'll find a law that you're breaking. Sure. I get that. But if you're not, eventually they'll just, you know, if you're out in those rural areas and you know that the sheriff is cool and he's not interested in, telling you what to do with your life as long as you're not hurting anybody or their property do it you know yeah. um the hardest part at that point is still property taxes you can get into all that i mean whatever but but if that's the worst part we've made something we've done something better yeah. and uh we can worry with property tax you know worry you know we can, keep chipping at it yeah i mean it's not something that's just gonna go away magically but over time like uh say with like the freedom cell concept and one thing john bush was talking about like as it grows you get to a point to where you're more able to have a because his ideal i know when he's talking about before he said his ideal situation it gets to the point where it grows so large we're like hey here's this network of people and we don't want to do this specific you know x y and z anymore uh well what can we negotiate on because uh I mean, we still want to like, you know, live peacefully among you, but uh, we don't want to pay this tax or that tax. Okay, that's fair. We'll pay this tax because it's for roads or whatever, or that and that. But you get to a point where you kind of, uh, you have a little bit more negotiating power to some extent. So, and, and the, the, the beauty, beauty thing of like John Bush's freedom cells is completely non-political. It's just a group of people. Like, I mean, that it is what it is. So, yeah. I, uh, my favorite example of that, have you ever seen the, there's a documentary on Netflix and it was a big news story whenever it was going on, uh, Wild Wild Country. Isn't the uh, cult one, yeah? Yes. I, so I did. Rajneesh. I watched like I think one or two episodes. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. The, the Rajneeshis <laughs> just bought land in bumfuck Washington State or, or Oregon. It was in Oregon. And like took over this little town and they like got, they got like their people on like the local county uh, council where they were just running things. And like, there weren't enough people, there weren't enough people living in this tiny community 
to outnumber them. There was more of them than there were like natives. So uh, that was kind of um, had ulterior motives and it wasn't good. But I'm just saying like, they just bought up land that was for sale and decided we live here now. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. And um, I think they all, they, I think they renamed the streets. Like, right, you know, like they, I mean, I'm just, if a cult can do it from India, I would assume or hope that a group of liberty minded people who do understand, you know, what they're doing and the law and how to operate within it. There's nothing stopping us. So I, I am all for, uh, as much as I am part of the party, I, I'm all for that. You know, mm. I, I would love for that to be our end goal, quite frankly. Um, yeah. To where um, I, I, I think that a party works to some extent. And I just look at how, unfortunately, in a sheep, in a sheep minded society, people need to feel like they're part of something. It's hard to get people to think like individuals. It's really hard because people don't want to be individuals. People, people don't want to solve their own problems and they don't want to uh, not be a part of a group. So I like the LP because it gives some kind of established group to say, mm-hmm. look, you can be, you know, there's these people. Um, yeah. But it has been polluted by people that just, uh, I'll never understand. I'll ne- I mean, I do understand how they get, how we got here, but um, I mean, it, how no one until right now has really done any work on a national scale, scale to take it over. Quite frankly, I've been watching it since, you know, what, 2000, I mean, it's been almost 15 years now. And, you know, I, I get I get frustrated, but I also um, believe that it just creates a group of people to get people to listen, that you're not alone, right? They don't wanna be alone. And that's why it's hard to get people to leave the Democratic Republican Party because they don't want to be alone and they don't want to be alone and leaving. Yeah. And um, so I, uh, but I totally applaud um, Konkin and his vision. And uh, if we could get there first, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. I'm I mean, the, uh, like- you're hundred percent right in the community aspect. Cause that's kind of what you're getting at with the party. And this is the same argument I, a lot of people know who's been following me. I'm 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 an atheist. I don't believe in any of that. Uh, and that is a actually a legit argument I'll give to the theists because a lot of people you bring that up in the theism argument is that there's community there to be had, and there's not a whole lot of atheism communities. I mean, essentially Satanism. That's essentially what Satanism is. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that they think it's legit. People worship Satan. For the most part, Satanism is people is atheists who just like to be edgy and fucking like have a little group of their own. And that's essentially a community of atheists. I think it's kind of dumb, but I mean, whatever, teach their own. Uh, but there, that is a legit argument for theism that it's like there's community there and there is a positive aspect of theism. And that's the same thing when it comes to like, you know, you know, political involvement or not that they have that. That's kind of what I was getting at before with, uh, you know, the uh, freedom cells that is like, it is, 
right now, yes, there's a better infrastructure for political uh, parties to have like a sense of community among liberty-minded people. But, you know, like you look and do, I mean, I'm not the kind of person who necessarily needs community. I mean, uh, I'm not really a super social person in that sense. I know it's funny because I'm on social media, I'm on podcasts, I'm very in that way, but I'm not, I'm perfectly, I'm a person who's completely capable of being alone with my family and not needing anyone else. I don't give a shit. But like, I know that's not most people. And, uh, but yeah, so that you do have things like the freedom cells, or I know, uh, I think Jason Stapleton has like his, uh, the nomad, nomad network. network. Yeah. 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 So there, there's stuff like that. So there are networks that are building up and I do think it's important. So, I mean, I do think there is a negative aspect to like political involvement in general. So whether it be the DNC, LP, you know, uh rnc whatever but they're all the same yeah they're all I mean, the same. so i mean yeah i guess get involved in those type things if that's your thing i mean i don't necessarily need those things in my opinion but i guess i probably should do them just to help build them up but i don't know i just haven't um it, it, well it's yeah. tough uh it's it's um as someone who's done it it's you know it can be disheartening talk about a black pill um yeah. it can be tough um and but i've learned over the course of years to just um, love on the ones that show up yeah, and appreciate them and um, just take the good with the bad. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not for being mediocre. And that is the part mm -hmm. that I, I heavily disagree with. And like I said, I consider success arbitrary um, yeah. because I don't think, I don't, I think 1% is a lot, but I think when you lose voters, um, which voting is a whole thing, but um, you, when you lose voters in, a, in an election cycle, um, that's not good. That's not success. So if yeah. you can go from four and 5% to 1%, that's not, that's not success. And, but we can do it. We've done it before. And hopefully like I said, I really just look at it as a way to chip away at the foundation. And yeah. if you can just get enough and, and then, and then if simultaneously there's also freedom cells growing mm. that way, people have an option, right? To where libertarian party is a little bit, it's a party, right? It's a little bit in most people's eyes established and there's, you know, some, uh, some insurance there, right? As opposed to just a group of people. But some people will be like, you know what? Screw that whole thing. I'm gonna bypass all that. I just want to go live. I just, I just want to move out with these people. And if those two things could simultaneously happen, we could take, we take, we would take over entire states. Um, but uh, but the LP has to stop fighting against itself. That has to stop first. <laughs> and um, you know, uh stop being mad at people that don't want to be a part of the party. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think that's, I think, I think that's silly. Um, I realize parties need money and fundraising, but do a better job of that. Yeah. You'll find people willing to spend their money. Um, don't yeah. get mad at the people who are for Liberty and not the party. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact for people like me who are for Liberty, but not for the party. You can show up to the party events. No one's going to stop you. They're fun. I'm not going to lie. I've been to a few of them. Uh, they are fun. Uh, you don't have to do any of that gay-ass voting shit or any of the other stuff they do. You just show up, 
you can I, I legit I went to one I was talking to Michael Heiss completely was discussing with him how like I disagree with him completely had a full-on autism argument and not even an argument just <laughs> polite discussion and we just we moved on with our days it was fun no one cared like it is what it is you can show to these events these are great places to meet people and I don't know it was fun time I mean and, totally. I, and a lot of people give me shit they're like oh you're an aggressive school these events I'm like yeah I didn't I didn't I, I wasn't like I was like in any way being like, hey, you know, political involvement, this or that. I was literally just showed up to drink beers with, you know, people I enjoy the company of. <laughs> That's it. We, we can be in the same. We we can we can want the same things and not go about it in the same way. Yeah. Um, and I know that's super like and like, you know, my 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 niece's chair is going to you know kill me for this. But I, um, you know, yeah, I. I just would rather know that ahead of like know that pretty quick and talking to you that like this is not going to be your jam. Maybe agorism is their jam. Okay, well here's a list of books if they're into reading. Here's a list of podcasts. Here's a list of people. Go find like get in get involved with them. You know, go find a freedom cell close. You know, like and then next. You know, like like just keep just keep going and don't get hung up on. Don't don't take everything so fucking personal. That's the thing I don't like. Just stop taking. So what? Someone doesn't want to be a part of the party. Why are there thirty one people jumping on this comment trend? Keep going. Say great. I hope whatever you're doing is working because yeah. I need that to work in case this doesn't. Yeah, I, I will say too. If you encounter someone who's becoming belligerent, whether you're an LPMC person or an agorist person or whatever. If you're going counting somebody's being belligerent, you have to realize you guys kind of have the same end goal. So if someone's being belligerent, you're probably not going to reach them. You're better off just go, oh, okay. I'm well, I'm sorry you feel that way and move on. Like it because people have this thing, whether it be the LPMC types or the aggress types. I'll be honest, it's probably more prevalent on the aggress types where they get kind of belligerent and be like, Oh, well, what you guys are doing is wrong, blah blah blah. It's like if someone's not able to have that discussion and not get upset about it it's better to not upset them than than to upset them like there's no point like you're just gonna piss them off make them dig their heels in more you're better off just be like oh, okay like there are plenty of people i don't discuss this with because it's like a lot of people get upset that i'm like hey saying what they're doing is wrong if you're not mature enough to handle that discussion i just won't have it with you because i'd rather it's not that big of a deal to me and i'd rather just be friends and move on because it's not that fucking big of a deal it really isn't. So, you know, I, I just, I would like to have, you know, if it were up to me, we would have the agor, the agorist at the table with the LPs and say, okay, what do you guys, do? you know, what are you guys doing? And then yeah. this is what we're doing. This is what you guys are doing. Great. And then find, you know, a unity movement. I'm, I'm not for that. Uh, that would be great, but I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for everyone to agree that like we have the same end goal. We're going to try and capture hearts and minds with messaging from a political party standpoint. You guys are going to do it this way. If we, if we both go at the same rate, we will, or, you know, even if we compete, whatever, but if we go, we will, we all win. And so I don't necessarily believe that we all have to sing Kumbaya. That's not what I'm for at all. I, in fact, I don't want to sing Kumbaya with anybody. And if it were up to me, I would live in a place with no more than 20,000 people. Yeah. Like, seriously. 
And, and if I could get it smaller from there, <laughs> I'd get it smaller from there. But to, uh, to say we're doing things wrong, LP National does things wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like, like they do things wrong. Um, there are state affiliates that do things wrong. Um, but for the most part, you know, the regular Joes like me who are out there pounding pavement and trying to hand out flyers and shit, uh, trying to get people to talk to me. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I don't get involved. I don't fucking care. You know, I, I don't, I don't care. I just want MC to be successful. And I want all these old LP people to go, these dinosaurs to go away. And, um, but at the same time, if someone was like, I'm not down with this, I, I don't think the party's for me. Hey man, we also have this thing, you know, where I can have pamphlets for the agorists too. Here's a Konkin pamphlet. <laughs> Go read this because it's, um, it's all the end, you know? And, and so, yeah, I wish, I wish, uh, everyone was just focused on, um, helping get all these assholes out, you know, like bullying them away or shit posting them away, whatever, voting yeah. them out, whatever. But yeah, I will say from my perspective, it is kind of conflicting to me because I do like to like dunk on like the Sarwark types and some of that, but there is some aspect where it's like, okay. Cause I think it was a uh, Dave Casey posted something today or yesterday. It was like a meme of like Sarwark being like, Oh, we're driving the party into uh, into obscurity, and then it kind of made me think like, oh, well, me as the agorist, I should kind of like that because I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm genuinely of the opinion I'd rather the party not exist, to be honest with you. But okay. at the same time, there's part of me that's like, when I see Sarwarks or certain types say dumb shit, I'm just kind of like, well, fuck you, that's not libertarianism. But then other side of me is like, well, if I just let them do that, they're kind of, kind of like shoot themselves in the foot and make the party slowly wither away. So it is just like, I don't know which way to go. Like, so there is some aspect of like these shitty, shitty shits, like kind of, you know, in a sense, do my job for me and being like, Hey, you, maybe we shouldn't have a libertarian party. Look at these assholes. But, uh, I, so there is that like thing where you guys come in the LPMC types and you actually have this like period of time where it's like, Oh, look at this principled party or whatever. And it's like, and one of my main arguments is like, it's kind of almost like this wind in the sails of a shitty vehicle. So it's like, <laughs> like, so it's like, I, I'm of the opinion it will ne inevitably go back to shit, but it's like, you have this period of time where it's like, Oh, look how great it is. And it's like, okay, but it's going to go back to shit. And it'll probably be a bigger piece of shit after you guys leave. Cause you'll have built it up to be even a bigger, you know, a, a, thi a bigger thing to be shitty. <laughs> well, that was going to be my final point that, you had made and we were going to talk about was that okay fervor continues we keep growing lp mises caucus is successful next year and by success i mean angela mccardle will be chair um then what you know like okay so that's what something that you brought up on the on the episode was okay you guys get here then what and then at what point are you not political? Are you political? Like at what point do you become political? Cause you're a party <laughs> and you're right. 
you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we are, we're super anti all that, but then whenever the day comes that, and it's easy right now to be super anti, right. And to be antagonistic because we hate the people in charge, but when we're the people in charge, right. Do we then become, do we then become the thing that we, we hate? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I mean, that's what the goal is. So at day, you know, at that point, what does our messaging do? Because we're the anti, you know, especially Mises, right? Like anti all that. Um, so I think that that they they I don't know. I'm sure you saw the tweet about communications, and they're going to hire somebody, and they need money to do it. Uh, I briefly looked at that, but yeah, I, I saw that briefly. I didn't really uh, so chance to soak it in. Well, you know, okay, so we, we hire this person, we create this position. Um, we are Mises Caucus now, and we have this position, we have a person there to do it. Um, you know, what, what, what do we say? And how do we, how do we not become the thing we hate? And so that's the part that I think that I wish the higher ups would do a little bit more strategizing and I'm sure they do strategize. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they talk about all the time, but I wish they would communicate that further that like when we, when we are successful. Um, and I think that having that solid, when we are successful would attract more people because it's still like, Oh, well, we may, we may win. I don't know. Yeah, probably. And it's like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't attract anybody. No one wants to be a part of a losing team. Yeah. Well, it's like we, let's say everything goes as planned or at least what's been proposed as planned. And let's say they go in 2024, they have this big, national movement let's say they even get on the debate stage which we know it's not going to happen somehow they magically do dave smith fucking slams it out of the park fucking so everything's kick-ass a gigantic ron paul moment again then what that is a point and, and i know a lot of people are like well we got that ron paul moment which i mean i'm gonna be straight up i don't think it's gonna be a ron paul moment i no. think you'll have some probably some pretty dope moments from dave and that'll be about it There'll be a slightly better Joe Jorgensen campaign. And it's not to say Dave is on the, Dave is far beyond the level of Jojo, but it's like a matter of like, you know, it's, it's a matter of like getting the, getting the name out there, getting the message out there. He's not going to get the debate stage, but even then, even we grant all that, it's kind of like, okay, but what after that? So what happens then? You know, then do we direct people to you? I I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's, it is a matter of like what happens then? I don't, I know, I guess, like, Heist has said before about how he's big on, like, the localism movement. I don't know. It is what, what happens after that. And I do think that it will eventually, you know, fall back into shit. And, you know, the people who have this kind of energy that we're talking about, the, the you know, the LPMC types, the Dave Smith types, they're going to slowly lose their fervor. They're going to get burnt out with, like, what are we even doing here? They're, it's it's the same. It, literally, it's going to be the same exact thing happened in the Ron Paul mo- moment. Like, a lot of people don't realize that, like I talked to Eric Brakey on my show about this and he was talking about how like when Ron, the Ron Paul moment was over, like how all these people just kind of petered out and they were just like, you know, like all these people who are all like gung ho, just like they're gone and they're like, what's left? And you end up with what? These like, assholes. Yeah. And these so people. And it's like, and you know, you'll be like, Oh cool. Well, we got, well, we got, uh, I mean, this is especially easier to put in the, in the context of an LP. 
let's say we get, you know, a few good, you know, LP guys who kind of get their name in the, in the mix. But it's like, but what was the other side of that? The other side of that is we fucking, we, uh, we ended up propping up this fucking party. That's kind of shit now. And like, and yeah, cool. What, what did we get? We got a fucking, we kind of propped up spike a little bit or some shit. And, Maybe Dave, although I think Dave, if I had to guess, I think Dave would be one of those ones that over time would kind of be like, what are we doing here? And probably would just leave. I, you know, like, that's just my feeling. I, I, I think he would just get, he get disenchanted by it, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just I, think my it would, I think if 2020, if next year and Reno doesn't go the way we want it to, he'll yeah. be disenchanted. Yeah. Because it all rides on getting an MC in the chair position. I mean, that's, yeah. That's what all this boils down to. It's not Dave 2024. It's mm. Angela McCardle 2022. And from there, the, that's where the that's where the road to success starts. If she doesn't get it and we don't have the votes, then yeah, it, I want to, then I'll burn the shit down yeah. personally. You know, I, I, I mean, I think she will. The same time, I don't know. They've been pulling. They've been getting more and more brazen. The other, the other kinds with some of the shit they've been pulling, and uh, and this is kind of where we talk about with like platform stuff earlier. You were kind of insinuating, it's kind of like uh, for example, um, uh, like I talked about that Carrie Ann Harlow's tweet. Like a lot of people brought up, like, oh well, it's the fucking LP platform that it's a uh, repugnant and irrational racism, and it's kind of like. I actually think that's one of the worst things for the platform. And it sounds, it sounds like kind of silly to be like, Hey, you know, how you guys say you're against racism. Uh, I think that's the worst thing about you guys. It's not even necessarily that I'm like not against racism. It's that, okay, but now what is racism? So now you get to guys be to be like, well, this is against our platform. They can even probably say some shit like, Oh, well, racism is against NAP. And then they find some, some clip of fucking, Dave Smith on Tower Gang one time and they go, oh, well, look at this shit he said. Look at this joke. This fucking breaks NAP. This breaks our platform. And you're like, so they get to play these games and at the end of the day, as long as they get the votes, that's all that fucking matters. So, like, I, I don't know. It, it gets a weird, weird place. And it's when you're playing these political games. So, I, I don't, I think, I am of the opinion, I think that it's likely that she gets the chair position. And I also think it's likely that Dave Smith goes is 2024 candidate. And I also think it's likely that Dave Smith probably does better than any LP candidate ever does. But what then? And and even but even then, all those things I just said, there is that like, well, what there is that like a possibility along the way that gets fucked up. So I, I don't know. It is interesting. It is curious to see how this ends up working out. I don't fucking know. It it is it is wild. Some of the uh like the the Prags or whatever. I guess the Prags aren't there anymore, but they're basically there. Uh, I, it's pretty wild to see some of the shit they're doing in some places. Now they're getting frantic, but the same point, point uh, the same time, there's not really much of a recompense for them either. So I don't, I don't know. So we'll see. It's interesting. I don't know. I, uh, that's just all I'm with you though. My, my thoughts are always in, okay, what then? Yeah. You know? Okay. What then? So what does 2023 look like? You know, and, and like, you know, 2022 will be interesting. I'm excited for Reno. I'll be in Reno. Um, and we are going to, uh, I think we're going to kick ass. And everyone's been studying up on their Roberts rules, so they can't get us like that. Um, 
you know, and I, I really hope we are successful. I don't want to have 15 years of my political life for not. Mm. I'm okay if it is, because that's politics. That's the nature of it. Yeah. But uh, if I could have one glimmer of success at all next year, I'll be I'll be stoked. And then, like I said, if it all if it all goes to hell, then you know I'll be the first one to, to light a torch and get the guillotine out. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, so cool. Well, that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jose, and plug away. Let everyone know where they can find you and listen yeah, to I you. Ha- I have the No Way Jose show. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the major audio podcatchers. I'm on Odyssey as well. If you would like to support my work, I'm at patreon.com. No Way Jose 2020. I don't know when you're dropping this, but I'm about to have Jason Stapleton on on Thursday for those who are interested. Uh, that will be behind the paywall. But uh if you don't want to pay me uh go to odyssey it will i mean you won't be able to do the stream because i don't set the stream for every time but as soon as it's done it will be up there and you can check it out so uh so that's my way to incentivize going to odyssey because i think everyone should try to go to Odyssey if they can so if you want to be able to get my content before it goes up public like on youtube and the audio podcasters go to odyssey go do that Otherwise, give me two bucks a month and or more. Uh, CD is one of my premium, uh, you know, fucking she's my my uh, my sugar mama <laughs> gives me 20 bucks a month. She's on my sponsor <laughs> levels. Uh, but yeah, uh, go do that. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. I've had a lot of good guests. I've had Dave Smith. Uh, got him. I've had a lot of good guests. I've had yes, a lot yeah. of good guests. <laughs> so, you've done great. Yeah. You've yeah. done great. I, 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 you're one of my favorite Patreons for sure. Everything oh, I, us, I, I really appreciate it. So yeah, so if you don't, uh, for as the low, low price of two dollars, you can have this man entertain you for for hours, really. <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you do the cumulative math. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome, Jose. Well, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. For I this. appreciate you having me on. Absolutely.